0: Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where the women of Marvel assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. I'm Adri Cowan. I'm the social media manager.
1: I'm Emily Shaw. I'm an assistant editor. And I'm Judy Stevens, producer. So, it's Avengers Day! Yay! 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 Although it's not Avengers Day for... Oh, wait, it is Avengers Today, Day for well, listening. It's we, Avengers Day for us in the office and for you when this goes live. I
2: know. Really exciting. Tonight is our screening. Uh, so we're super excited to see it on, uh, some people in our office have seen it, but the ladies in this room have not yet. Nope. Yeah, it's gonna be very exciting. And we're
0: very excited. We're also very excited because this episode, particularly, we're going to talk about Judy. Oh, no! We did one for me, and it was, I'm like, hey, anyone else? And gonna... it was really, <laughs> in, and she was really intelligent and said intelligent oh, things. Oh, she talked about social media. But I want, I think... Everybody out there wants to know a little bit more about what you do, and what your job entails, and all the awesome things that you're working on every day. Yes. Okay. So, yes. producer. producer. Tell us what. Tell us about your title. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us how you got there.
2: So basically, I spent all day looking at CAD gifts. No. <laughs> um. So it's partially true. Um. My my, my, <laughs> my title's producer, which is a very vague in this office. Uh, is the shortest title, I think, existence. Everyone has lots and lots of words in their title, but basically what I do is I manage the production of digital products on marvel.com. And so this could be uh, uh, video photos, um, websites, like uh, here and there and everything, but primarily what I do is I manage the YouTube page um, and I manage our photos for the website, our photo archive, And I do. um, I also still manage the AR app. Uh, So I've got a lot on my plate. You know, as you do. Um, I have been working here for nine and a half years. Whoa! Whoa!
1: Whoa! Whoa. That's almost ten. Yes. Do you get something special when you turn ten? I think Disney gives us like a pin. (laughs) Hooray! Is the pin made out of diamonds? I don't think so. (laughs) Well, well, speaking of how long you've been here, let's back it up a bit and talk for a second about what brought you here to Marvel.
2: So, um, I went to school at Parsons, uh, uh, which is in New York City. I went to school for photography. I um, was... I, I still love photography uh, and taking photos and I, I really got into it in high school and I was decided that I was only going to apply to schools in New York City, <laughs> which sort of forced my parents to help me pay for it. Um, and when I was a junior, you have to do one semester of internships. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I had a, I was going through that period that everyone does in college where they really was like not sure what they wanted to do with their life. I was 20. What do you know what you want to do with your life when you're 20? And uh, I happened to, and I was at the time interested in web design, and I noticed that Marvel.com was going to be at our internship fair. So I, uh, at the time, lived, uh, uh, like, maybe a 10-minute walk away. So I... Put on some pajama pants. I distinctly remember wearing <laughs> pajama pants for this for this experience. Folks
0: don't take this advice.
1: <laughs> yes. Although it does speak volumes to our work, code, work dress code here here at Marvel. Just saying.
2: Uh, anyway, so I, I I approached a whole bunch of different web design or graphic design companies at the Intern Japan. and Marvel was really the only one I got a a, a, a distinct interest from and a callback and at the time peter olson who is the 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 godfather of marvel.com uh, was was my boss and he i came in like one or two days awake a and, week and i designed stuff and it was fun it was great and i then uh, found out there was a softball team and this is like the funniest story i think i uh, they needed a woman for the for the softball team and i started playing on the softball team and through this and through this team i found out about a temp gig in licensing um, and so when my internship was up, I applied for this. And I basically entered in contracts into our new, like, Oracle system. And I did that for maybe eight months before I was able to temp down in what Marvel.com as it, as it was growing up. So this is, like, just for a time reference, I interned in 2006. Wow. Yeah. It's
0: when the internet was started to be born. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also
2: a good time reference is... Uh, I started working at Marvel.com, like moved into the department when they casted Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man.
1: Whoa! Whoa. Wow! So that does feel like a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, now if you phrase it like that. And
2: it's, in Marvel
3: Cinematic as, Universe. As something done, like, sort of
2: like uh, it's interesting that we're doing this now because on Friday uh, we had the cast of the Avengers come by the office, and Robert Downey Jr. was one of them. And I remember sort of like meeting him and talking to him, and and then thus getting my photo with him and being like. My life is complete.
0: Oh. <laughs> Full circle.
2: Full circle, yeah. So over the course of the, the last few years, I've sort of moved departments. I've moved jobs. I've done a whole bunch of different things. I've been a web designer, and a and I've designed emails and ads and web pages. And then I moved into project management and then product management. And then along the way, I they needed someone to sort of produce content. And I moved into John Sorelli's team, and that's how I became part of the uh, the editorial team for Marvel.com. It is a long, long, long road. But it
0: almost did come full circle, right? Because you went to school for photography and basically content creation because you're creating content when you're a photographer. And you studied, did you do video as well? I did like one semester of video. I would not say I'm very good at video. (laughs) Yeah, but now that's, you know, that's part of what you're doing now. Yeah. Like you went through all these different things and now you're back at the core of what you enjoy yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I, I sort of like I, I I would say that
2: in my long time of being here I've learned, you know, sort of like the way the office works and stuff like that and and through that I've 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 come into a lot of perks. And and one of those perks is the photography bit because technically that's not my title. It's sort of like a thing I do on the side. Many hats in this office. And uh and it really just came I was out drinking with a group of my coworkers and they were going, and they would just come back from New York Comic Con, like one of the first New York Comic Cons. And I was like, I take photos. Can I take photos for us? Can you, like, send me to San Diego? <laughs> and I think I worked one or two years of, of New York Comic Con. And then they, I remember John, because he wasn't my boss at the time, I am a mean going we're putting in for you to go to San Diego and me be like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and I was like really excited I remember like going on the con floor for the first time and just like the experience of San Diego is is definitely one of the most amazing perks there is nothing like working the con there's there you can attend the con and have a great experience but like being backstage being on the con floor before no one else is there being able to like you know be on a panel at San Diego and And meet all these amazing celebrities and then like, you know, just have this experience that is unlike anything other is is definitely like a wild roller coaster. Absolutely.
1: So I would definitely say from my vantage point, sitting all the way on the opposite end of the office from you, that every time I see you, you're like escorting a celebrity down the hallway. (laughs) Speaking of sort of like singular experiences. um, And you're taking pictures and you're usually with Blake and you guys stop by the office and you're like, oh, this is so-and-so. They do this and this and, they, like, snap a picture. And, like, that feels, like, from my vantage point, a big part of your job. Is that actually a big part of your job? Um, yes and no. I think it depends on we, – we go through, like, moments where we have a lot of
2: celebrities in the office. And then and then we go through with, like, none. It's, you know, definitely – even if I don't escort or take the fo- photos, uh, you know, Blake will come over and hand me the memory card and go, can you manage this? And you know, I'll, I'll like either help the help edit the photos to get the AG for social media, or I'll make a gallery. Blake and I, I, I think like Blake, I and Harry all work sort of together to like produce a lot of the content for the web page. A lot of sometimes stuff we share. So it's I would say primarily what I'm doing a, a lot of the day is is managing YouTube videos and. And and basically, that's just like I'm OCD, and I have to have a schedule, and everything has to be in one place, and I need to know where it is at all times. And a lot of times, the way that this office is, and because we're sort of like today, today is like today we're recording is three days out for Avengers, so like we needed a video uploaded right away this morning and like stuff like that and it's <laughs> Adrian does about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's a lot of what I'm doing um, most of the day and then I'm also managing the Air app which is our augmented reality app um, which sort of goes two and two with the comics which is how I became like more knowledgeable how comics got made, and also became more friends with you guys. yeah, because
0: editorial sits real far away from everyone else. Yeah. what well, tells tell our audience a little more about the AR app because it's a really interesting aspect about the comics that I don't think a lot of people know about.
2: So we launched it at South by Southwest a couple years ago, and it was basically a way to um, give a, a give an added value to uh, three ninety nine comics and uh, and others. And it really is—it's—it's uh, it's sort of like behind-the-scenes content. It's uh, uh, the main thing you'll be—you'll be interacting with—is on all, on pretty much all of our covers is a cover recap. So, if you're if you're in a comic book store and you're not sure—you know—you haven't caught up on the last couple issues, you can download this AR app. It's free. All of this is free. And you know, pull up the app and scan the cover, and what it'll do is it'll play sort of a recap of what's happening in the comics so far, so that you can then pick up that book and not have to worry about like finding the back issues. Um, and then within, a lot of times, we'll do interior pieces, so we'll have like interviews with the creators. Um, sometimes the, the creators themselves are, will make these like amazing videos. The, um, the writer and artist of uh, Howard the Duck did these amazing video series, which are hilarious. You guys should definitely go find them. And then uh, uh, we do have an archive of over 1,500 videos, because we've done so many, in the last three years on Marvel.com. So if you go to Marvel com- Marvel.com slash AR, you'll find all those videos on there. So you can sort of see stuff from, we started this for AVX, Avengers versus X-Men, and we sort of continued it, and uh, and we've done some really amazing things. We worked with, like, the Natural History Museum in New York City to do to do Marvel Science. We've done um, pieces with uh, uh, other scientists and historians around the, around the country. You know, we, we definitely look at, at bringing uh, more sort of, like, small video content and photos and stuff like that to users out there who uh, you know have have this comic and they want a little extra added value
1: well and when you, you say we a lot of times it's literally Judy being like okay so I read this comic and I think that this would be like a really cool bonus video it's great I think that like a lot of times at least from the editorial perspective we're just like ah, we have to put AR in this what are we going to do and Judy's <laughs> like I have an excellent idea and she's like definitely the one who's thinking up all of these great creative videos a lot of the time because we're just like, oh, crap, AR, what are we going to do? And Judy's like, I'm here for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she has all the good ideas.
2: Sometimes Xander has good ideas. I'll throw it out to him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Xander, the only editor that has good ideas for AR. No, no, no. I mean, I shouldn't I shouldn't discount many of the editors who do yes. sometimes think of cool AR videos. Um, there was a time, I would say maybe a year and a half, two years ago, where we were producing significantly more AR pieces so it wasn't that you could; you only had to think of, like, one good idea for your book. It was like you had to think of, like, five to eight good ideas yeah. every week, which, you know, can get challenging. And, of course, for Judy, who you were thinking of probably way more than that, and so it, it became a, a big part of the the day, and we, we got to spend lots of quality time with Judy, where she'd be like, all right, go on camera and dance for us. And the <laughs> editors would be like, oh, no. Yeah, we did, <laughs> we did a lot of
2: these amazing sort of, like, video pieces with editors where they would, like... We would we would like ask them about like their best childhood memory or we would like ask you know we would do like a fake cake like judging contest or um, uh, Jake had Jake Thomas had this character uh, uh, this like scientist German fake like German scientist who would come on and explain things oh and Jordan an
1: soap opera oh that's right remember that whole as, drama, the page as the page turns I'm not sure if it was more entertaining for us on the editorial. I think that's than it probably the case for the audience. I have a feeling that there were many a YouTube viewer who was just like, "Why? <laughs> 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 Why are we watching you guys be silly, full of inside jokes?" But now we've kind of refined the AR app. We have less AR, but it, it's more content based, yes. less us being silly on, in editorial base. <laughs> and Judy is like the the architect behind.
0: And you know, I'm sure people who are listening are like, okay, how the heck do I get a job like that, especially with your background being kind of not on the not a really like straight path, right? You've kind of dodged around diagonally. What would you recommend the what would you recommend for people that are interested in doing what you do?
2: I don't know, man. You know, like it's so it's so interesting because I've always I've always asked you guys those questions because my job is not is, is not a straight shot. It's not a thing that like you, you know, I mean, obviously what I do now, if you had gone to school for video photography, you know, it is what it is. But I, I was telling a, a, a good friend of mine um, recently, um, she lost her job and she was looking for another job. and I, and, I, and I said that if you can manage one thing, you can manage anything. Managing, I mean, if you manage a thing, managing people is a little different, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that if you're a producer for photography, you can then, in theory, produce video. It's what really is sort of the the base of understanding uh, of producing anything is understanding what you're producing. So one of the first things I had to learn how to do when I started doing AR was how do comics get made? Because... I can I can come up with as many ideas as I want but if we don't get the pages in until the books out that you know like it's one of those things where that's going to change the way the process is and so I really just like through thankfully, like a lot of help, uh, uh, Lauren Sankovich was amazing helping me out. Sort of, I would just email her and be like, "I don't understand," because <laughs> like you know, if, if I come down on down this way on a Friday, they're going crazy because their books are their books need to go out by the end of the day. They don't want to stay till ten o'clock. You know, all these we're things. not
1: pleasant people on Friday. <laughs> no, and <it's> fine. <laughs> and that's
2: that's a core like understanding who you're working with and you know when's a good time to talk to them, when's not a good time to talk to them. I think really, you know, uh what what the trick is 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 really figuring out what you want to do. Uh, obviously, the job that I do is sort of, you know, may not in theory exist again, but <laughs> uh but I've I've sort of like learned the way to to talk to my coworkers in such a way. I mean, communication is so important. I'm not sure if I'm really saying anything important. I don't know how I don't want of you guys do this. I I mean, really like how I got my job was figuring out uh what skills i had and what i could bring to the team and and never being and we always i have we always have these interviews and we always i always ask people what their advice is and a lot of them always are saying we and we've talked about this not being afraid to fail you know always try something you may not be good at like i am not very good at filming i think that i can, i i'm i'm great behind the scenes i can definitely i know in my head what video i want to get right but if I had to sit down and edit it, I'm not so sure. And audio is like a whole other animal. But I've, you know, what I've done is I've I've learned a base understanding about what video editing is and what and how audio works because I set up these podcasts. I oh, had to figure that true. out. And um, and then I sort of, you know, surrounded myself with people that uh, could help me out with the rest of the things. And I think that that is sort of like. Creating maybe creating a community. We always we always say that at this at panels, you know, if you want to be a writer, find someone that'll draw for you. You know, if you want to be if you want to be an artist, and you know, uh, you know, try and find a writer to work with you to create a story. I, I think that's sort of the same thing in any office is finding the people that, you know, you can sort of look to to be like help. I don't know what I'm doing, and also don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that that is one thing I've definitely learned in this office. There's so many. Tricks here that you need to sort of like figure out to like to get into a room that you may not be able to go through the main door. You know how do you like? Here's a good instance: uh to get photos approved, because um, all photos photos on our website have to be approved um uh, of celebrity talent, studio talent. So I found the best person to talk to to get that approved, and it's it's through like going to San Diego Comic Con and making friends with people and. Figuring out, like, who's the best person to talk to and, and stuff like that, I think is, you know, it's it's just like trying to trying to figure out what your office is and how it works. and
0: Yeah, yeah it, it sounds like as a producer, you, okay, so you don't have a regular 9 to 5. You have this project. It's like a baby. You have to make sure that it gets done. It doesn't matter what time it is, and you have to find the right people because in a corporation, you have to get a lot of different people to approve something you have found through resourcefulness the way to, to shortcut that, which is huge because not everyone can do that. You've kind of found your way to be a really good producer and figure out the best, most expedient way to get your projects done. And that, that I think, is a really good piece of advice because not only do you have the technical experience, but you also have the, the experience within the industry and within the process That you get it that you can get your stuff done in the best way possible
1: well and i think your um your story about how you got involved in taking pictures for marvel is a very good kind of like life lesson story in the sense that like that wasn't your job description but you weren't waiting for someone on high to come down and say judy now you take pictures you were like hey i want to do this i'm going to talk to people i'm going to make friends And I'm going to put myself out there and say that this is a skill that I enjoy and that, like, I can help you guys with. And you didn't wait for, you know, there to be an official job description that says Marvel photographer. And I think that that's really useful and important because a lot of times with these huge companies even, you know, we're still figuring out exactly what kind of people we need to do what kind of jobs. We're not necessarily going to post A description of exactly the thing that we need. Bring your own skills to the table and put them out there, and you know, see what people can do with them.
2: I always tell people um, when they're doing their resumes to put things uh, that like are your are your extra skills. Not like I know how to use Photoshop. Like like what I what I always say are my extra skills is um, I'm a triathlete. I do a lot of sports on the side. Um, I was on my board for my swim team, and I'm on, now. I'm I'm now on the board for the um, for the for Igla, which is the International Gay and Lesbian Aquatics Association. So, like these things on the side, I think make you know our, our learning experiences in their own way. Sort of like obviously being a triathlete is when do I when do I train? Scheduling out my day, yeah, discipline. I, I have to schedule out my entire week every week so that I know I can train in four or five days a week. And I think that that is and obviously like taking cosplay photography on the side, you know, no matter what, at the end of the day, have something that's for fun. That's your escape, because those escape things can also be added value to, you know, to, to. And I, I will certainly, you know, if I'm ever looking at a resume, I always look for that type of stuff because, you know, that shows that they are more than just they're more than just a box they're 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 like of of like a person that's been sort of formulated to be this like to be a producer to be a project manager they're they're a person outside and that way when they come into our environment
0: they're also going to be fun to work with and people who are hiring other people are typically typically have more experience more life experience more job experience than you so they'll have gone through it too and look for their own uh the, the the own kind of similarities I know that I mean I was we were inter interviewing an intern today and she said something that resonated with me and my own experience about learning and figuring out what you want to do with your life and I was like I like that about you I like that you have that you are figuring it out still and so I think that's something to keep in mind too
2: yeah I you know like I, I don't know how I got here, honestly. I sort of fumbled around. I'm almost thirty. I've been working here since I was twenty. Like, uh, it's sort of terrifying, actually. for For our generation, most people come and go. Uh, we've had so many people come and go in this office, and and people that like I miss, and the people maybe I don't miss. But you know, it's uh, uh, every single person that I've interacted with has been a great learning experience, and I think that that is also, you know. Um, Something that always has always stuck in my head was, I was a cheerleader in eighth grade, and we went to cheerleading camp. And I remember saying, "I can't." And I remember like this, like cheerleading. I don't know what the term of the trick was. She was like teaching us how to do something. Was like, "Never say that. Never say I can't." And it's such a funny, like it's sort of like I was a cheerleader and in cheerleading I learned how to say I can't. You know, don't say I can't. But seriously. I think that anyone can do something and whenever I hear myself say that I, I sort of stop what I'm doing and I think about it and I go no I'm gonna try it and then I'm gonna read like and then I'm gonna think about it before because if you tell yourself you can't then you probably and you probably could you've already
0: told yourself you can't it's a really good lesson
1: definitely everyone do
2: it Just do it. (laughs) Do it, do it. Uh, Judy, thank you. Thank you. So much knowledge. I'm not quite sure I gave advice there.
1: You did. (laughs) Totally. You gave life advice. It got got real. Yeah, you basically
0: made your own job, like, position opportunities throughout the years.
1: Very cool. And I think most people are probably very jealous of listening to this podcast. obviously,
2: thank you. I, I will say that the people that... My bosses over the, the the nine years here have also been super impactful to to being who I am and where what I've done. And every single boss I've had here has fought for me. And I think that that's really why I stayed. You know, I I have some great perks, and I you know I get to travel and do all this stuff. But really, the the, the real reason I have stayed in this office for so long is that we are a family, and everyone sticks out for everyone. And I think that that is what makes the difference. You know, if you're looking for uh, you know i, I wasn 't a comic book fan when I started. I was just looking for a job. I graduated into the recession. It was terrible <laughs> and i uh and I, you know I, and it, it was my bosses uh throughout my four or five bosses who all stuck out for me. so I think that you know uh, uh if you do have a great boss out there, you know look to them because they were once you, and I think <laughs> that that is and they were once you and they saw and they saw you know how how they were, and they'll, they'll definitely fight for you. And I think, you know, John Sorelli is a great boss. He fights for me a lot and, and he sticks up for me and he sticks for all, up for all of us, I our know. team. And I think that, you know, uh, makes makes our team why we're so functional. <laughs> Agreed.
0: Yay! So, so where can we find you on uh, online? Great question, Adri. Great
2: question. <laughs> on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare for the underscores. No, um, you can tweet or Instagram at me. I'm at OMG_DJ_Judy. Uh, an, an inside joke that no longer makes sense. <laughs> um, uh, and you can actually, I have a Facebook, uh, Judas Stevens Photography. Uh, you can come see the type of stuff I'm doing on the side. But I mostly spend all my time on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Also, if you guys have any questions for me or Adri or Emily, make sure you email us at womenof at com, and we will do our best to uh, answer them in a timely fashion. So.
0: No. Cool. Sometimes hard. So.
1: It is <laughs> <laughs> just like, maybe.
0: <laughs> I'll probably email it. I'll probably reply. No, will get back to you. Don't
2: yes. even worry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I hopefully, if you're listening to this, you've seen Avengers. If not, go see it right now. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's real good. So good. We're really excited. Um, yeah. Uh, and make sure you guys keep on listening. We have a great interview with uh, Marvel's Daredevil Ayat Zerher, who plays uh, Wilson Fisk's Lady. Lady. Oh. <laughs> So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Um, we will see you guys next week. And we will also be at ACBC.
0: So look for us. Tell them what ACBC is. All oh, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a weird band that has a switched out letter. Wouldn't that be funny? It is Atlantic City
2: Boardwalk Con. It is done by uh, Promo Guys, who is our, they, they help manage and run our booths at uh, San Diego and New York Comic Con. So we're definitely really excited um, to be there. Tune in to Marvel.com where we'll have sort of a schedule of panels and things going on at our booth and, and what merch will be selling and all that jazz, so uh, we were, we'll be excited. And if you see us, come say hi to us. Oh, and when is it? It is May 14th to the 17th.
1: Got it. That was information for me and for you. <laughs> it's a really good
2: thing that I just looked at the calendar.
1: Quick <laughs> <laughs> test, quick test, quick test, quick test.
3: Sweet.
2: Okay. We will check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and more. We are continuing our Netflix Daredevil series, and this time we are bringing to you Ayelet Zur. Say hi. Hello. So, you play Vanessa Mariana who is, um, we see her in, I think, first time from like, episode two, and she's a gallery owner.
3: Yes, and she has a relationship with Fisk.
2: Correct. And so the first time you see um, see Vanessa and you see Fisk, he's standing in front of this stunning white painting, which says a lot about him because in the comics he's always wearing a, a white coat. Um, which is a little variation for the series, but you know uh, and then you end up, and then Fisk ends up coming to you and, and sort of asking you out on a date. What do you think uh, uh, what do you think Vanessa is sort of like why, why she decided to take a chance on on this on this uh, sort of mysterious man?
3: I think for Vanessa, the most important thing in her life, and that's what makes a character really interesting to me and hopefully to others, is that she doesn't see uh, him as a bad person necessarily, or, I mean, at this point, she doesn't know much about him, but what really makes um, something important to her is trust. And so, if he's capable of telling the truth, no matter what it is, she... Will allow him into her life, and so, so, because he's capable of saying the truth, once he was he was looking at that painting, and saying something surprising about his feelings about it, uh, he kind kind of finds his way into her heart immediately.
2: I, 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 at that point, sort of early on in the series, I don't want to spoil anything, but you obviously, you, you notice that. You know, Fisk's character is obviously he's he's the bad guy. But at the same time, he sort of seems very, um, very sort of like when he comes to to talk to you, he seems very weak. And uh, and and it's it's something very interesting to sort of see this this play where it clearly Fisk will. um, He definitely sort of almost needs Vanessa in the series to be this this sort of like, you know, stability.
3: Yeah, I think that's exactly what makes the, the the series interesting because it doesn't portray the characters as good guys or bad guys. Just, you know, it's black and white necessarily. It, both characters um, have black and white and grays in them. And I think what really works for Vanessa and Fisk is the fact that she sees more and she is kind of the way for him and his character to show more. And so emotionally, I think he is dependent on her somehow
2: so um what made you sort of want to take on this role of um she's she's clearly she's this this powerful character in this t v show you know wh- what made you think you wanted to to play Vanessa well,
3: first of all, I really liked the way um That first scene was uh, portrayed. That's that's really the first thing I've read. And that showed me how deep the relationship in that character can go. Um, I really liked the idea that she comes from art and that she can see into someone's heart. You you will see further down the the road that um, he's not the only one that comes to look at paintings. And she actually has another conversation about art with someone else um with matt um and so something about it about it just sparked my imagination i guess and uh it was kind of clear to me where i can take her and how far this can go and um eventually that's kind of what happened
2: did you read comics growing up you know was was daredevil a, a new character to you
3: Daredevil was definitely a new character to me. I, I didn't grow up much about uh, cartoons cartoon resort, um, yeah. You know, it wasn't quite my um my breeding, I guess <laughs> taste. Um, but I went ahead and went into some like stores that carry them and bought bought a bunch of old um uh, books and, and read them and looked at them and I really liked it uh, but then I had to kind of let it go because I felt like they were taking it one step forward into the realistic form of what these characters could have been um, further further developing them and I really liked that about it
2: yeah you can see you know I, I've seen a couple of the first episodes and you can sort of see the links of of where the comic has come to life but at the same time sort of where, um, you know, Jeff Loeb and and the writers of the series have sort of taken it and made it much more real, as if, you know, uh, Vanessa or Fisk or Matt could have stepped who literally walking down the streets of New York City at any point.
3: Exactly. Almost like timeless. You can't quite put your finger when, where, what it is, but there are people you might have met somewhere along the line, and for me... What makes her interesting is the fact that um, no matter what a person does, it's how he does it that makes sense to her, which is awkward and strange, to be honest. You know, as long as they are passionate about it or honest about it, she is admiring that uh, characteristic. And so that, to me, makes her specifically interesting. And also more than one-dimensional
2: yeah, I I cannot wait to watch the rest of the series, and and I hope everyone listening at home is 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 either like marathon through them all, um or or is is picking them up right now, and and obviously this is sort of a, a unique the Netflix series and sort of these. Um, the these series where we, we post everything online or available immediately is sort of an interesting experience for you as as an actor, obviously, because you, you don't really get any feedback until after you finish the show. Sort of how did you work through that?
3: Well, this is actually a very good question because you, you there's no good answer for it because you kind of have to go with the flow. Um, but to be honest, I had a very interesting discussions with uh, Stephen and I as as we went along and and, um, some ideas or questions had gone into the writing at some point and it became um, vast and richer Um, and um, it was fun in that sense to be able to be flexible and to go back and forth into what I, I thought was going to happen and then something else would have happened or... You know, it, it makes you curious as well. You, you're not totally set on what's happening, what is the past, present, and the future of the, the character. You kind of learn as you go along, which is fun, I have to say. But um, at the same time, the instincts that I had from the beginning always served me well, and I think that always comes with the writing or the dialogue. You kind of sense what's going to happen, what the character is really about. And so what I invented in my head to be her background worked for me and continued to work for me all the way through.
2: And also you guys were able to film this in New York City where this is based. Um, I I know that New Yorkers were very excited to see their city brought to life. Um, What did you sort of experience as as you were filming in New York?
3: This was fantastic for me. First of all, I love New York, you know. But uh, also, one of the scenes that I really liked was a scene between Vanessa and Fisk, one of their first night outs, and it was shot in the penthouse. And while we were shooting, there was a storm going out, out outside and, and thunders. And, and, and it was, you know, it gives you a little bit more dramatic feeling to what is actually happening in the scene.
2: Yeah, I will say that uh, when I when I was first watching it and I was like, oh, that's that's legitimately a New York subway train like that. That's literally a station. And I know exactly where that building is. So I I think that I know (laughs) I know that New Yorkers definitely get a kick out of that. And and we're certainly very excited to see, you know, that obviously this this city come to life on TV, Um, you know, obviously Hell's Kitchen isn't necessarily the same Hell's Kitchen that Matt defended, you know, 40, 50 years ago. But. I think it's still, uh, I, I think that, you know, every place sort of needs a hero, and, and, and Matt and, and the Daredevil series is a, is a great add to that.
3: Yes, exactly, and I think what makes sense to, to for the series is to be shot in New York because uh, it really talks about chaos, and each and every character works the chaos in their own way, and they make order in that chaos, and um, sort of... The, the city becomes one of the characters, you know, some, in some bizarre way, and, and it really serves the story and it serves the environment very well.
2: So I, I want to sort of ask you about growing up, um, uh, sort of like you grew up in Israel, and you decided to sort of come to Hollywood and become an actress. What made you want to do that?
3: Well, I, I um I only moved to California when I was, 35, because um, I, w- I had a fine career, and, and I've worked in movies and TVs and theater for many, many years, and um, and so the question to travel abroad was not something I was dealing with necessarily, but then um, um, I've done a little movie called Munich by Steven Spielberg, and it sort of opened doors for me, and after that, I decided to come through that door and see what's going to happen next. And um, one movie after the other, I kind of stayed. And um, then it became sort of the, more of an international career, let's say. You and by been- the way, I, in my twenties, I lived in New York as well for three years and studied. And um, so New York was part of me, and it was kind of a closing a circle as well on a personal level.
2: That's great. I, I always like to hear that New York is, uh, I, I think New York is sort of, is a, a place that everyone should spend a part of their life. Uh, as someone who's lived here for 13 years, I love this city, and I, I think that, that it's uh, it definitely, like, it teaches you things, and, and you, you, you are a part of it, and at the same time, sort of, like, distance from it while being in it.
3: Yes, exactly. It's very intense. Lot of the uh, human behavior to watch, lot of the interactions, uh, lots of art, lots of good stuff, bad stuff. You know, it's it's intense.
2: Yes, agreed. Very intense.
3: material for a story.
2: <laughs> yes. Do you, for those sort of like as as an international now actress um, who, who didn't grow up in the states, and do you have any advice for those who are who are out and about? outside of the the States or who want to become an actress. Do you have any advice?
3: Um, Yeah, actually I think the best work can be done at home and then after that you can open, that opens doors. I think now with the internet being available to everybody to watch, read, um, see, um, things travel faster and people are more open to variety. So if someone has the idea that that's what they want to do, they just have to start somewhere and do the best work they can. And uh, hopefully one day that will happen to them if that's something they are interested in.
2: Good advice. Okay, one final question for you. Do you have anything that you geek out for that you get really excited for?
3: I am definitely not a collector um life kind of moving from israel to new york from new york back to israel from israel back to california and now for example I'm, i'm calling i mean you're calling me when i'm in rome filming ben hur so you know i have to be flexible with things i travel with so i travel light and i stopped collecting many many years ago i used to have tons of books and art books and i gave everything away twice in my life so i stopped collecting i'm not a collector anymore I am more into experiences. I am collector of memories, let's say.
2: Do you have a memory or an experience that uh, you treasure the
3: most? I mean, not one specifically, but probably having my son for the first time. That would be one of the most important moments of my life, I guess.
2: Okay, that works. <laughs> I, I know, that's, that's that's a hard question, <laughs> and I put it to you on the spot. No worries.
3: Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I can, I, I can throw a hundred if you want, but then you'll have a really long podcast.
2: <laughs> well, uh, that long podcasts are never a terrible thing. Well, maybe in the future we can get together and, and talk experiences.
3: That's a good call. Yes, definitely.
2: Uh, do you have a Twitter or an Instagram or something that um, the listeners can find you at?
3: Yes, they can find me on Instagram as well as on Facebook. I my name uh Zurera official is the Instagram and I yeah is my Facebook page. I'm still not twitching, must say.
2: <laughs> yes, I checked out your Instagram <laughs> early this morning and I like it. It's very it, it fits to your experiences, the things that you collect.
3: Yeah, true. Little uh little um Actually, I really, I, I am very fond of Instagram because I love the idea that you can take a picture and write something and it's like a mini diary. I think it's a great invention.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, we're super excited for the Netflix series to be out. Uh, it, is, it is, when the listeners are listening to this, it will already be out. So make sure you guys watch it all on Netflix. We want to thank you for joining great. us. Thank you. Okay, we will uh, check you guys all later. This is Marvel, your universe.